Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to a very festive episode of The Fumble. It's the American Football Podcast with myself, Bernard Kay, and the main man, Darren Fletcher. Thank you for subscribing and reviewing. Really appreciate it, as we always do every week. It's a brand new podcast, so uh, give us a peg up. It would be greatly appreciated. Darren, how are you this week? Getting ready for Father Christmas coming down your chimney? Yeah, I'm just about ready. The only problem I've got, I've got no chimney. So these modern houses, no chimneys, don't know how he's going to get in. Kids are concerned about it. But... Apart from that, we are all systems go. I love the way you said, "Give us a peg." Give us a peg. Makes up. me feel makes me feel younger. Yeah. I like that. Remember yeah. the days of hide and seek and all those games? Yeah. Off ground tip. Yeah. There you go. Do you remember playing Kirby? Yes, I was good at Kirby. Yeah, Kirby was a great game, and I think it's one of those games that'll sadly get tossed to one side as our kids sit down and uh, get engulfed in iPads and technology. Those games were When classics. You- When you played Kirby, did you get double points if you caught it coming back off? You got three points one-handed, two points two-handed, and if you hit it but didn't get it, you still got a point. Yeah. That was slightly more complicated than us. We got one point if you just hit the curb and it rolled back across the street, but if you hit the curb and it bounced back and you caught it, that was two points. Ah, you yeah. see, we always went for the one-handed. Yeah. We were much more graceful up north in in the uh, in, in the Greater Manchester District, man. Uh, <laughs> Darren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nottingham, we didn't quite get that far. Just see if you can hit curb it, Mirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about Hey, I'll tell you what, today, I've got you. Uh, you. You love the Jags, right? You absolutely adore the I've Jags. I've fallen in love with the Jags, yeah. Right, so I've got a great little number for you today for the Jags. All right, well, And let's it's, save it's, that. It's Let, historic. It's historic. Let's save that and let's kick off. It's been an eventful week in the NFL. Five teams are in the playoffs, Darren. We've got seven more to go. Who's it going to be? We keep trying to do this, don't we? We But, do. Yeah, and it changes every week. Let me have a look. So let's get the divisions. Well, up. let's so, start off with an obvious one that I mentioned last week. I said that Seattle might have a chance of getting into the playoffs, but they oh, were absolutely, absolutely steamrolled by the LA Rams. That was a performance and a half. I think that was where everything for the Rams gelled, it knitted. They were so successful in every phase of the game, every element from passing to Todd Gurley having an absolute worldie of a game. I have no doubt that the Seahawks went back to the locker room and just went, that's it, fellas. 
We are garbage. I feel, I feel for the Seahawks because they've just been the victims of too many injuries. Yeah. If you look at the players they've not got, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, Cliff Averill, etc. They're just running out of players. And the players they've lost are so good, so influential. Coffee's arrived. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Darren. <laughs> it's become a thing on our good. podcast. It's become a thing. I, I, I stopped yeah. you mid-floor, as I always do when the coffee's arrived. But coffee is in hand. We are ready to good. go. But you're right. Injuries yeah. have really, really, really prevented the Seahawks from having a good season, particularly on defence, which is how they made their name in a way. But it's one of those, isn't it? If we said now, if, if, if you kind of did it all in a vacuum, and you said, based on last weekend's results, who's the best team in the NFL, you'd get pretty much unanimous, the Rams, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Because at the moment, it looks week to week. Yet, you know, the week before, it might have been somebody else, and this week, it might be somebody else. If I look at the playoff picture in the AFC at the moment, I think it's really murky, because the ones that are in should be in. You know, Buffalo at the moment, they're making a good case. And then, who after that? Maybe Baltimore or Tennessee, good enough, having lost to the 49ers, I don't know. Have the Chargers left it a bit late? Not sure. You could probably stick a, a fork in Oakland. But it's kind of trending towards Buffalo being in and then either Tennessee or Baltimore joining them as the, the wildcard team. In the NFC, it's a lot more open, isn't it? Because you've got Dallas 8-6, and six, Detroit 8-6. and six. You've got Carolina 10-4, and four, Atlanta 9-5, and five, Seattle 8-6. They're all in wildcard spots at the moment. Atlanta, you know, you'd be a brave man to try and predict what's going to happen in the NFC. And they've got that little mini tournament going on, haven't they, in the, the NFC South at the moment. You know, Atlanta's last two games are against New Orleans and Carolina. If they win them both, then you would consider them to be as hot as any team going into the playoffs because they'll have beaten two genuine Super Bowl contenders on the way in. But likewise, they could lose both of them and not make the playoffs at all. So it's fascinating. The way that the, the, uh, the NFL schedule has been put together this, this, this season means that we're going to get a fantastic end to what's been a, a topsy-turvy season, as it always is. But all the games that you want to see at this stage of the season are about to be played, which is brilliant. Now, there's one team that you mentioned there, Darren, that uh, I kind of have a little affection for, the Baltimore Ravens, because of our relationship with Ray Lewis and everything that he's done for the London Warriors in the past. Why is Joe Flacco having an off-season, but yet how come they're still in the playoffs and why is their defence always so successful, but not so just successful, why is it always consistent, Darren? Baltimore are one of the most boring teams out there. They've not necessarily got players that you want to see. They used to have, you know, when you're talking about Ray Lewis and people like that, you turn on the TV to watch Ray Lewis play. They don't have those kind of players anymore. I think the thing with Flacco is he's just struggling for weapons. You know, I think when you look at the wide receivers that he's got, there's nobody that really stands out. Is that also Newsom's <laughs> fault? Is it the general manager's fault? Well, I think they've gone from being the best team in terms of building through the draft, signing the right players. I mean, they had a run, didn't they, where they got so many Pro Bowl-calibre players on the roster. And Ozzie Newsom got a tremendous amount of credit. But I think when you look at it now, they've had one or two drafts that haven't quite worked out. They're not quite what they used to be. They, they had a massive problem the year they won the Super Bowl. That straight away, they went into cap trouble where they had to cut loads of people from the, from the roster, loads of important people as far as they were concerned. They got rid of everyone. They had to rebuild. Yeah, they've got to rebuild. But I think what they do, Vern, they play basic, fundamental NFL football. You know, they don't make mistakes. As you say, they play good defence. They run the ball. Their quarterback is middle of the road. And I think them as a team are middle of the road. If they get into the playoffs, you know, you look at some of the teams, you think, well, if they get into the playoffs and they got on a roll, who's to say how far they can go? 
But I think they're one of the teams that I look at them and say, well, if they get into the AFC playoffs, I know they're not going very far because they're just not good enough. Mm. I don't quite know what they are. They're a bit bleh, aren't they? They're a bit yeah. bleh. I don't know what they are. They're a bit vanilla. I, yeah, vanilla, yeah, whatever they are. Whatever, 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 whatever in life you find dull, that's what they are. <laughs> well, let's talk, let's talk about the Cowboys because Cowboys yeah. fans are, 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 are whooping and a hollering because Zeke's back. There's photographs of him training at the facility. Do you think that's going to have a massive impact on their run into the playoffs? Can they get back to normality with Zeke back behind Dak Prescott? I think it's the last thing you want to see this week if you're Seattle, bearing in mind what Todd Gurley did to you last week. The last thing you want to see is Zeke Elliott, fresh from a beach and a training camp in Cabo St. Lucas, <laughs> coming back to run riot against Me and you call you. that a bar, Darren. <laughs> well, I'm telling you now, he's come back apparently absolutely ripped and looking a million dollars. And he's, he's going to play against the defence that was trampled on by Todd Gurley last week. I mean, they've got the Seahawks and then they play the Eagles. The Eagles minus Carson Wentz. If they win the last two, they've got a really good chance of being in the playoffs. And then would you want to play Dallas in the playoffs? Dak Prescott, Des Bryant, Zeke Elliott. And then you've got a defense that, although you can score points against it, sacks the quarterback, gets turnovers. You know, Dallas all of a sudden becoming under the radar contender. I think getting Zeke back at this stage is, is brilliant. It's great for me because we're both in fantasy finals this weekend. I don't want uh, to talk you, about that, Dan. You, you, you in the league that you've concocted with the commissioner where you keep dropping oh, players and get them back again. Oh, easy. <laughs> it's, let me just explain. Okay, well, let me explain to. to the listeners. Ex- explain this to me as well as the listeners. All right, I'm going to explain. This is my first year where I played in a, a draft-enabled league. I, I played twice the Sky Sports Fantasy Football with Neil and the boys over there and yeah. <clears throat> won that. Uh, but this is the first year I've played where there's been a draft involved, where you've had to pick and choose your players, where we've had waivers, where we've had free agency, blah 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 And I can't get my head around technology. I have to employ my eight-year-old daughter, Amber, to come and help me with the technology because <laughs> it's happened twice this year where I have, I have dumped the wrong defence or the wrong player and I've had a word with the commissioner I said look it's been a a, a genuine natural accident a big mistake on my hand fat thumbs Um, can you help me out and I I pleaded and begged and borrowed from the commissioner and he has happily replaced the team or player that I accidentally dropped and put on waivers so there's going to be some controversy but like the NFL we'll always get through it (laughs) do you know what in 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 16 weeks, which is essentially what you've been playing, there are certain people in the world that during that period of time could train from scratch a guide dog. <laughs> yet, yet we've not managed during Technology. that time to, to teach you how to add and drop players in your fantasy league. Well, I, now, is that is that our fault or is that your fault? I can't work well, it out. Well, you said to me, you said, oh, don't worry, you'll pick it up as you go along. But what <laughs> what I think, I think we we play the uh, we play DraftKings and we also yeah. have a league on the ESPN fantasy football forum as well. And I think what one of the the, fans, the ESPN one doesn't allow you to do is just to drop ri- drop players, just get rid of them. You know? No, you've got to replace them. Yeah. You have to yeah. replace them. Every time you have to replace them. I think you should be able to drop one to wait until someone is available who you want and they have to be in place by kickoff on Sunday or Thursday. I've, I've got two pieces of bad news for you. The first oh. piece of bad news is you're correct. So you can't do what you want to do. The second piece of bad news is that ESPN aren't going to change it. So it's going to be the same next year too. So you're going to have to have a look over the course of the off-season how you play. Well, it's in terms a, it's of picking a... your team, you're brilliant because you're in the final. 
Yeah, I'm in the final. You are woeful at knowing how it works. uh, Absolutely. But I think what I've done is I drafted Brady early and the talk on our draft forum was don't get a quarterback early because it's a waste of points. You know, there's no point because quarterbacks will always be available on waivers, which is very, very true. I went for Mark Ingram and I was disappointed that all the big running backs had gone. They'd all gone. I thought, oh, Mark Ingram, three yards average per carry. And then they went and got Adrian Peterson and he wasn't getting the ball. And then we've got something coming up a little bit later on. We're going to talk about, uh, on our, in our pick six, we're going to talk about the three wise men. And prior to that, I don't want to fire me bolt early, but I've got to short talk about Sean Payton and Drew Brees because they had a shocker at the beginning of the season. Everyone wrote them off after week two or three, saying, oh, what's going on there? They got rid of Adrian Peterson Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram took the helm behind who a future Hall of Famer got to be and will be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Drew Brees. He throws the rocket for fun. He really, really does. And now I think they are on fire, the Saints. And I'm so pleased that I drafted Ingram with Le'Veon Bell. Struggled in the receivers, but then I picked up periphery wide receivers. Tennessee, Washington, and the Rams. I picked up Woods, who's been a worldie for me. And that's why I'm in the it's final. Funny, it's funny, you know, because we play in two leagues and we play in one league together and you're in the final. You've got Robert Woods, you've got Mark Ingram. I'm in the final in the other league that I play in against Internet Rich, who looks after our Fumble Fantasy League on DraftKings. Yep. Um, if you want to play on that, by the way, go on there, use the promo code Fumble, play in one of the, uh, the weekly leagues, put a bit of money in. If that's what you want to do, it's brilliant. You can win some money as well. But my team against him has Robert Woods, Mark Ingram. And you st- when you look at the teams that get through, they tend to have the same players each year. The ones that, that draft a certain, in a certain order in a certain way, the same ones seem to get to the final. The big thing I've got in my locker this week is I've got Zeke Elliott coming oh, back nice. for the final. One week, one game, Zeke in. Internet Rich's trousers by Monday morning are going to be round his ankles. <laughs> Because I am whipping them down, my friend, this that, week. That's a classic. Well, I picked up Jamison Crowder for the Redskins, and what I did, I had him, I had him too. Yeah. Well, what what I've done is I, I've I've not looked at points. I've looked at their activity on the field. And Woods, Crowder, and where is he? Rashad Matthews for the Tennessee Titans. They are the receivers who have the most action. They they're on the field the longest. They get the most completions with the quarterback, maybe for short yardage, but they're consistent. And I think the key to fancy football is if your players can get you in the region of 10 points, including your tight end, you're going to win. Because you know your quarterback's going to get over 10. Your running backs, if you've got mediocre running backs, are going to get over 15. And that's the key. It's your receivers. And if they can average 10 points. There's a secret. DraftKings, promo code FUMBLE, on you go. Enjoy yeah. it. What else we got on the agenda this week? Well, item well, 2 says... Here we item go. Two item says, 2. I, yeah, yeah. The, I, I'm going to let you have, have your yeah. say on this, uh, Darren, because we know you're an impassioned Chicago Bears fan, but, you know, <laughs> you, you, fell, you, fell into, <laughs> you fell into the cheesehead corner. So you're a Packers fan as well. Their season <laughs> is over now because they, they've said, you know what, Aaron Rodgers, thank you so much for last week. We appreciate your hard work and your effort few interceptions, sacked a few times. Let's put you on IR, injured reserve. Your season's done. We're going to carry on with Mr Hunley. Their season's done, right? Yeah. They're out of the playoffs, can't get in. Um, and as we said last week on the podcast, the game that really mattered was the one against Carolina. And I think it just gave you a little microcosm of what 
the season for the Packers could have been because they are such a different team when Rodgers is under centre. You know, they went on the road to a team who are genuine Super Bowl contenders in Carolina and played them to a standstill, even with three Aaron Rodgers interceptions. They were driving at the end for a touchdown that would have taken the game to overtime and who knows what might have happened. And had they won last week, then everybody would have been raising eyebrows this week with regard to what they could do. I also think things conspired against them last week as well. I mean, I can't work out how the touchdown was allowed to stand because the fellas asked cheek, one was in and one was out. I mean, if a part of your body, half your body is out of the end zone and half your body's in the end zone, surely you're out of bounds. If your hand is, is, on, the, is on the ground and, and your fingers are out of bounds and your palm is inbounds or your toes are out of bounds and your, your heel is inbounds, you would be considered out of bounds. Yet the fellow catches the touchdown at the back of the end zone. His right butt cheek is in the end zone. His left butt cheek is out of bounds. And somehow, on review, much to the amazement of the, the Fox experts, that they get the touchdown. And then on the drive at the end, where the receiver drops the ball, he got it in his hand for a nanosecond. He didn't have any kind of time to make a genuine football move. And it's judged to be a complete pass, a fumble, turnover, Carolina get the ball. I thought they were two of the worst calls I've seen all season. And I'm not saying it because I'm a bitter Packers fan. I would be saying the same thing if this was Cowboys v Redskins, two teams I've not got an affiliation for. I don't think that the officials necessarily had a good day in Carolina. So... I think things conspired against them. I think it's right to shut down Aaron Rodgers. There are bigger things ahead for Green Bay. They need him fit and healthy for training camp and the start of the season. Um, and I think they'll go into next season among the favoured teams to win the Super Bowl. What I did like, though, Vern, it made me laugh out loud, was when Cam Newton came to the line of scrimmage and he was, he was changing the play at the line of scrimmage. And you could hear him on the mics yeah. <laughs> say to the Green Bay defence, have you guys been watching tape this week? Yeah. He actually asked them while he's calling the play at the line of scrimmage. Because what will have happened was... I love was, Cam's swag. Love he, it. He, he, would have changed, he would have gone to the line of scrimmage and seen what formation the defence had in front of him. Exactly. He'd have checked down to something else. They'd have shouted something that was going to yep. defend what he checked down to. And he yeah. turned around and went, Ah, oh, you've been watching film, right? Okay, cool. Watch this. It was, it was great. And you launched a rocket into the end zone. Yeah, he's one of those players who... I, I know sometimes he gets a bit of stick cam because he, he kind of says what he thinks and does what he thinks. But he's great. I, when Cam's got the swag and Cam's got that spring in his step, I think he's brilliant. I, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing Carolina go into the playoffs with Cam playing well because they can get to the Super Bowl and they can win it. You know, they're that good. So he's, he's back. He's great. But I, just, I, just, I felt for Green Bay. I felt for my team. Well done, Aaron Rodgers. Every time he got hit, you could see the pain on his face. He went the extra yard for his, for his, for his team. Didn't quite get it done. But I think the officials, I, I, I don't think they got those calls right. I really don't. So that's Darren talking about his uh, his beloved Green Bay Packers. And while she was saying all that, Darren, so romantically and so well-versed, put in a fight into the Packers' corner about the Outer Bones catch. Steelers fans, on the other hand, oh, <laughs> wow. right now, were literally wow. punching their iPods, punching their devices... Get me on the old Twitter to have a word with Darren Fletcher on this fumble podcast. What's he talking about? You want to try being a Steelers fan, my friend? Darren, what was all that about at the end of the amazing game that was the Steelers 
versus the Patriots. I think, in my God-honest opinion, I think it was a catch. A catch is a catch is a catch. And I had a bit of grief, not grief, no, no, no. I had a heated debate with football fans on Twitter about what is a catch. And let's be honest, generally, nobody knows the definition of a catch in the NFL. What it used to be, you caught it, if it didn't touch the ground, it's a catch. Simple as that, right? Old school. If it touches the ground, it's not a catch. If it didn't touch the ground, it's a catch. None of this control stuff. Now, in my opinion, when you catch a ball one-handed, that's not the definition of being in control of the football. Not a chance. I think control of the football is two hands on the ball, tucked away. Now, that catch against the Patriots, the poor Steelers, in my opinion, yeah, he crossed the goal line with the ball in control. If it was a running back, fine. But because it's a catch, it's not a touchdown. Do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? I, I do, I do. And I, I also, what, what the other thing I, I find confusing as well, and it, I, I do understand it, but I don't think it's right. And that is that uh, what's, if, if, you, if you are saying when a player fumbles the ball, if, 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 if the ball comes out and all of a sudden you, you slow it down and they, they, they challenge it and you see the elbow touch the ground and the ball pops out, you're down by contact. Yeah. The the tight end of Pittsburgh, his knee is down at the one yard line. So I can't work out why they just don't mark him down at that at that spot. At the one. At the one. Yeah, because his knee's down. So surely His knee's down, the, and at that point he's still got control of the ball. So so at that surely, even if it's not a touchdown, surely that's where the ball should be placed. Down at the one. At the one. I, I, yeah. I, 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 even Rich Eisen, who works for the NFL Network, he posted something on Instagram and it was a massive chart of the definition of a catch. And he just put, cleared that up for you. And it went on for Yeah, you know, you, you, you know what though, Vern? And there'll be people listening to the podcast now on their way to work who understand the vagaries and the rules of the NFL better than we do. And they're shouting into their podcast. People are now looking at them on the tube saying, what are you shouting at to yourself? And he's, he's, he's sat there now going, these two pillocks, yeah. Fletcher and Kay, right? But just before you do that, the fact of the matter is the bigger picture is that the rules on what a catch is or isn't are so cloudy yeah. that you, people don't know. They've got to clear it up because it's a passing league now. So people are catching more passes. So at least let us understand what a catch is because they're, they're catching so many more of them. And, they're big moments. I mean, there was another one this weekend. Derek Carr. He's a yard out, running to the, to the end zone to win the game for the Raiders, to keep their season alive against the Dallas Cowboys. And he fumbles it on his way to the end zone. Turnover, Dallas win. It was an amazing weekend in terms of bizarre plays at the end of games to, to, to sort everything out. It was, it was crazy. But I think this is what makes it so exciting coming into the back end of the season where these little incidents, if they're week three, four or five, you think, oh... Wow, did you see that? little bit of a talking point. But now that these games are becoming more and more important, they yeah. magnify the implications of what's going on. So but You think about it. You think about it, right? So, that, so the, the, the catch or non-catch in Pittsburgh has basically dictated who hosts the AFC Championship game to yep. all intents and purposes. Yep. That one decision by that officiating crew has been that important in the season. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody can say, well, that's not the case because you play 16 games, so you make your own look. Yes, you do. But those kinds of situations are out of your hands as a, as a team, as a head coach. 
you know, so... I thought Mike Tomlin was very dignified in his press conference at the end. You know, yeah, he just said, I we mean, worked yeah. hard as a team. You could tell he was furious, but he didn't outwardly show it because if you do that, Belichick's going to use that for his own personal gain. He'll what just... I would say as well, you know, Vern, when you look at it, is that it's, it's the final play, again, for New England, just shows absolute confirmation that they are just more prepared than everybody else, mm. aren't they? Mm. The thing is, you could say, well... They get a bit of luck there, you know. They make that play, but they do it so often that there's got to be more to it than that. You know, they they won a Super Bowl with virtually the same defensive play, didn't they, against Seattle when um, Malcolm Butler makes the interception? Yeah. They just know what situation is arising at what time. They know how to deal with it, and nine times out of ten, they do deal with it. And I think it just shows you again that not only have they got a really talented group of players, they've got a coaching staff that he's just more prepared than everybody else in the NFL. But also, Darren... those fine margins. We saw it again against the Steelers. It never ceases to amaze me how the last 10 minutes of the game, Brady and Gronk just literally hot knife through butter straight through the Steelers' defence. And it's like, well... What on earth? What on earth were they doing? Guarding Gronk with the player they guarded him with on the two-point conversion. They might as well just have said, just have the two points. We're going to go off. You just go through the motions. Because there was no way that the defensive back was stopping Rob, Gronk- Rob Gronkowski Not a in that, Not in a that chance. situation. I just find it bizarre from a steel from a Patriots perspective that when they when they've got their backs against the wall, they come out and play. They had a very slow start against the Steelers, and then that last ten minutes is like, right, fellas, let's go into Patriots mode, okay? Yep, here we go. Download, yeah. reboot, Bosh, let's go. Gronk, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, Tom. Right, come on then. It's it's weird. The crazy thing is that, that you look at that and you say, well, that's that's bad play on the part of Pittsburgh to end up with that player guarding Gronk on a two-point conversion. But it's not. It's superb preparation by Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick when they put the game plan together to create the play that creates the mismatch, that gets Gronkowski into that situation at that time in the game, that gets them the two-point conversion, that gives them the, the momentum and ultimately leads them to win. They do it all the time. So... They're not fortunate, and it's not a mismatch. It's a, a situation created by them strategically to make sure that when they need those situations to be out there on the field for them to exploit, they're in the best position to exploit them. But also, Gronk's he's got such physical presence. I remember we at the Warriors, we had a tight end called Harry, and uh, he was a professional rugby player, and he was 6'6". He was 265 pounds, and he ran a 4'6". Right? Huge unit, and I try to mark him as a free safety. And when someone is that big and that physical, does it matter what you've been taught on how to defend a pass? When someone has got such physical presence and is so strong, the old stiff arm off the uh, off the line, and then a little nudge when they make their cut, you've just got no chance. You know, six foot six, put throw the ball up, I'll go and get it because it's no easy yeah, because exactly. I'm so big. Absolutely. Right, let's do pick six, Darren. Oh, no, before Come we do pick six. Before oh, we do pick six. Yeah. Carolina Panthers are up for sale. All right, now, I've, yes. got, I, I've emptied the kids' piggy banks, Darren, and we've right. got 1798 in change. Okay. All right, I think if you right. have a divvy up and then yeah. Simon Cross, our producer, has a divvy up, I think we can put together probably about 200 quid. Now, yeah. we need some help, but I think we would be great owners of the Carolina Panthers. Oh, we'd be great owners. We can't afford it, but we'd be brilliant. Vern... Just wait there, my friend, because Christmas is almost upon us. <laughs> and a parcel has just been delivered to my house. Can I go and speak to the postman, please? Go, again? 
Again, his timing is impeccable. So as Darren wanders off and answers the door to his postman, I think it's my gift from, uh, from us to him. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can't hear him. Usually when Darren goes to Postman, he, he, his, his Postman comes around the back because Darren records this in his man shed. I wonder what it is. I doff my cap to all the Postman and Amazon delivery boys this time of year. Proper grafting. We had the delivery this morning at 6.48. Threw it over the gate. Don't know what it is, but if we open it on Christmas morning and it's smashed, there's going to be trouble. Right, so... Here we go. It's not the postman. Right. It's me mate, Trevor. Yeah. And Trevor and I are going to the winter race meeting at Southall Races today. Oh, right. So Trevor is now knocking on the door to come in. Oh, OK. I thought it was my eldest daughter's trainers that are being delivered today. By Santa. Lovely. But it's not. It's Trev. So apologies for that. Where were we? So are you you getting on it today then, Darren? Yes, I was on it last night. And I'm going to be on it. Last night it was the Notts County uh, football team Christmas do. Right. So I left Kevin Nolan and all all the chaps... In the early hours this morning, big because Kev? I knew I'd got. He's, he's, well, he, he he was all right when I left him. Right. Um, he was all right when I left him. I've had Not some good nights out with Kevin in Ritzy in Bolton. Well, well, Kevin is also joining us today at the winter race oh, meeting. Oh, send him my love. <laughs> I will. Tell him I said hello. He's a good Bolton's lad, Kevin. Finest, Kevin Nolan. Bolton's finest are going to be with us today. So Trevor is now here in the house. Kevin is preparing himself, but we we, we digress. We were talking about the car. Did you see who wants into the ownership group with P. Diddy? Because P. Diddy wants to buy it. Colin Kaepernick wants in. Get lost. Colin Kaepernick has said this week, I want to be part of the ownership group. Wow. Oh, my gosh. What a statement <laughs> that would be. Yeah, what a statement that? that would be. It's the only chance he's got to play, probably the poor fella. But he wants in. P. Diddy wants to buy it. We want to buy it. There you go. Darren, I'm, this is off subject. Right, and it's something that. Hey, been... by the way, by the way, Vern. Come. Trev looks a million dollars for the racing. Well, of course he does. He looks a million dollars. I might need to go and get changed. Get on the old. He needs to get on the old mulled wine while we're doing this. Let me let me ask you this, Darren. This year has been uh, one of the main stories this year in the NFL has been the injuries to starting quarterbacks, and we've yes. touched upon it. But I want your opinion. If somebody had taken on board Robert Griffin III and Colin yes. Kaepernick. Would they yeah. have made a difference to the standings as they are right now in the NFL? Oh, crikey, it's a big one that. Uh, because they are not looking. garbage quarterbacks. 
trying to think which teams have been affected the most by losing the quarterback. I, I suppose the big one from my standpoint Texans. would be Wood Green. Yeah, well, the Texans probably, yeah. The, I mean, Tom Savage, I, I can't work that out. I don't know how he's on a roster. So, I think it, I, I'm not sure about RG3, but I think in Kaepernick's case, he's a lot more like Deshaun Watson than Tom Savage. And Deshaun Watson had got the, the offense moving really well. Mm. So, I think from a Houston standpoint, Kaepernick would have made them significantly better. I mean, the minute Deshaun Watson got injured, their season was was finished. From a Green Bay standpoint, would Kaepernick have won any more games than Brett Hundley? I, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't think so. And I said on the podcast early in the season, let's let's kind of be realistic here. Trendy opinions that somebody's not playing, so you, you remember them being better than, than they actually were. And the Colin Kaepernick that lost his job with San Francisco was inaccurate, didn't have a great grasp of the offence, was becoming predictable, couldn't make all the NFL throws. And that, that still exists. So let's let's kind of not brush over that. Let's not make him yeah. the second coming of yeah, Joe yeah, Montana. Yeah. Let's yeah, remember yeah. that he's got limitations. Yeah. So I think in certain situations, he would have made teams better. But in the situation that we're talking about, maybe in Green Bay, I don't think he would have been an upgrade on Brett Hundley. But I think in, in Houston, he would have been a, an upgrade there. I just certainly feel, though, mate, that if you're talking about 64 quarterbacks... He's in, he's in the top 64 in the world, so he deserves a backup job, minimum, yeah. in the NFL. Because there's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL. Because I, I, so I, I have this soft spot for Robin, Robert Griffin III. Because, yeah, because his first season in Washington, he put his body on the line to yeah. the detriment of himself. You know, he yeah. beat up, let's be honest. But if you built an offence around him, I thought he was a pretty decent quarterback. He won a Heisman Trophy for crying out loud. Yeah. You know? Mm. Tough. Anyway, let's get into pick six, Darren. You ready? Let's go, yeah. He's gone with a pick six. All right, my first one to you. Who are the three wise men in the NFL, Darren? Oh, blimey. It's a Christmas um, theme. I'm kind of tempted to say Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick. Because <laughs> um, I, th- <laughs> I think whatever he does, you know, there you go. I would say, I'm going to go Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and Josh McDaniels. I think if you give those three enough preparation time, they will outcoach and outplay anybody in the NFL. Got to put McDaniels in there because Belichick gets all the credit, but his relationship with Brady and his, his creativity with that offense, I think those three, they're, they're my three wise men. And they are the wisest of three wise men as well, by the way. Oh, of course they are. I'm going to go with miserable Bill because I think he's <laughs> yeah. consistent. We all know that. Uh, I'm going to go with Sean Payton yep. because I think he had uh, the vision, the foresight to take on Alvin Kamara. It's been well documented that they saw him from afar and that he was the guy that they wanted. And any running back in the NFL who averages more than nine yards per carry. Are you kidding me? Nine yards per carry. That is a mockery. An absolute mockery. He's had one more touchdown than Mark Ingram this season. Those two are both going to the Pro Bowl. Phenomenal duo behind what is a passing team. But yet, as running backs, they're making statements. And I'm also going to go for Tony Romo. Because I think there was a little bit of controversy around him taking over from Phil Sims, But the way that he's settled in and his insight into the game makes it so entertaining. Sometimes it's a little bit frustrating when he calls the play and they do exactly what he says, because I like a surprise. But I think he's, he's, he's got a great sense of humour. He's obviously ridiculously knowledgeable in what's going on. And I think he has got a future as a key anchor and broadcaster 
uh, in the NFL. He's made right. this season a lot of fun. Do you think? I yeah, I do. I agree with. You. I think he's been one of the high points for me of the season. I think he's been great. <clears throat> I've got seven minutes before I get picked up for the races. No, you've got seven a, minutes before you get on the lash, minutes. Darren. That's what yeah, you want. There's, there's a point that I've got to make to you too. So I'm sat in my front room recording this podcast with you today. And on my television screen at the minute, I've got Sky Sports News. Mm-hmm. And they've got three of the class of 92 sat there, Gary Neville, Ryan Giggs and Paul Scholes. And Jeff Shreves is doing the interview. And you know when someone tries to dress younger than they actually are? Yeah. That's what Jeff's doing today. No. So he's got, he's got like a geography He's not got ripped jeans jacket. on, has he? No, but he's got a geography teacher's jacket on oh. and a shirt. Then he's got quite wide bottom trousers. What? But then he's got those trainers, you know, the, the black shoes with the white soles, the, the, the trainer-type shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's dear. just not carrying it off in any way, shape or form. So, so Gary Neville's got him on at the other end. He looks great. And then Giggsy looks, Giggsy looks the bollocks, as he always does. Scholes is in there. And then Jeff's just trying too hard. He's just trying too hard, Vernon. I, 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 I've got to mention it. He's just trying too hard. Oh. It's just not working for me. Jeff. 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 Right, well, let's, let's because you've got to go, uh, because the mulled wine is brewing, Darren, let's quickly fire through the remaining topics in pick six. Are you right, ready? So I've got one for you. Which NFLer has been naughty and which has been nice? Naughty, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go Morning. with all the controversial hard hits that we've seen this right. year in the NFL. Naughty because they're against the rules. But from my perspective... Who's that, Darren? My phone's ringing. Is that your taxi? <laughs> it's probably Jeff Shreves. Probably, it is probably it's Jeff. probably Jeff Shreves. Probably I Jeff. what you said about me gear. <laughs> it'll uh, be my mother. Vern, it'll be my mother. Oh, bless her. Is she all right? I don't know. Uh, the nice people... I'm going to go with... Oh, it's a tough one. It is. It's a tough one, nice, because everyone's nice in the NFL, because they have to be. I'll tell you what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the guy that does all the drawings and all the art on the cleats when the NFL players (laughs) advertise all their charities on their boots. I'm going to go with him. Very good. I'm just going to stick a naughty in, because I can't think of a nice either. Thomas Davis, that hit on Devante Adams this week was ridiculous. He got a two-game suspension reduced to one. The NFL, the players, ex-players, are fighting lawsuits at the moment about CTE and the fact that they didn't get the right information, the right medical care, what it is. There are NFL veterans, ex-players, walking around in the US in a terrible state. And they are suing the league and there's all kinds of legalities going on. And then a player like Thomas Davis can go on a football field and put that kind of hit on Devante Adams. It was cheap. It was nasty. It was reckless. It was premeditated. It could have caused lasting damage. And I think the, the punishments for those kind of hits need to be significantly more severe than they are. Thomas Davis is a tremendous amount of work for charity. He's a former Walter Payton Man of the Year award winner. We talked about that award last, year, last week. He's a nice guy. They tell me off the pitch. But there is no place in the NFL for that kind of hit. It was savage unnecessary, unneeded. And I think the tirade that we saw on social media this week towards Thomas Davis from Devante Adams was justified and it was right. And I think that the players, if they want the NFL to change the way the game's played for their long-term health, they've got to help the NFL too. They can't be making hits like that. There needs to be a, a blindside blocks that, you know, there needs to be something done about that. Got to be. It was, it was outrageous. Yeah. Outrageous. Outrageous. What's the next one, I'll Pat? be honest with you, though, Darren. When you do one, and I've done several myself, it feels flipping brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I know it does, but you can't do that. You can't can do you? it. Go you blimey. can't do it. All right, uh, Darren, biggest turkey of the season? 
I'm going to give you two words for the biggest circuit of the season. Jerry Richardson. Next. Ooh, I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I think they've had a shocker this year. Their defence was ranked number one going into the season. Not necessarily turned up. I think that, that they just stumble and stall and stumble and stall. And if they get into the playoffs, then they're just not going to go anywhere. It's another one and out for the Kansas City Chiefs. OK, one to you. Best NFL at Christmas experience. It's got to right. be the snow games. When, now that celebrating a touchdown is legal, snow angels in a snow game, come on! It just typifies Christmas. Everyone's dressed up in Santa hats. I know the Philadelphia Eagles historically don't like Father Christmas because he's been snowballed a few times. But I think when you get and, and all the graphics, you know, when Fox and NBC and CBS do their football, they always put a, a little turkey walking across the screen and some tinsel on the scoreline. I love that. I love that. Brilliant. My, mine would be 19, Christmas 1985. That was the first year I, I watched the NFL. And I got a Washington Redskins sweatshirt off me grandma. Oh, he's a proper was, turncoat, this guy. Yeah, well, I, I didn't ask for it, did I? So I, I, I got a Washington Redskins, I got a Washington Redskins sweatshirt off me grandma, and it was the first piece of NFL clothing that I owned. Oh, nice. So that I always remember having that. I remember, I've got. If you look in my wardrobe now, all thirty-two teams are well and truly represented, my friend. But that was the first piece of clothing I had. It always sticks in me that that was the first thing I got NFL related. So I always remember that Christmas prezi for that. So I like that one. Oh, nice. Right, quickly. Christmas dinner at the Fletchers. You, yeah. Mrs. F, and yeah. the kids. Yeah. I make that five. You've got three more places to fill, as I'm sure yeah. on the BT money that you're on, you can fit eight around your table. Which three <laughs> NFL players are you having over for lunch at Christmas? Cool. So I'm going to take, I'm going to have Jim McMahon. Lovely. Because I've just always wanted a night out with Jim McMahon. So every, every time you ask me a question like this, He's in it's there. Always Jim McMahon. Yeah, I would like John Madden there. Lovely. Because while while Lauren's serving, he can describe what she's doing on his telestrator, oh, and he'll be classic. saying things like he'll be saying, and then she puts the sprouts on. Boom, boom. There's the sprouts. <laughs> there's there's the gravy. Boom, boom. And he, he can talk about he can talk about how Lauren's got sweat on the back of her trousers like he used to with <laughs> Nate Newton. Look at Big Nate. Look at the sweat in the back of his pants. There he is. Boom, boom. So I want John Madden there. And to be fair, the size of John, that might fit two seats. So I might only have space for two. And then, so I'm going to have Jim McMahon, John Madden, and then Tom Brady. That, that would be my three. Nice. And I think what would what, what happen is Tom would stay behind after to help Lauren with the washing up, whilst me, Jim McMahon, and John Madden went on the lash. <laughs> no, well, Tom, Tom, Tom will come drinking with you because he likes to rehydrate. Hydration, yeah, hydration, hydration. I I've avocado ice cream for pudding. I don't fancy that. There you go. Right. Who from the NFL would you least like to meet when the mistletoe is nearby? Oof. Hey, to be fair, mate, having read the Dallas Cowboys book, yeah, it's probably Michael Irvin. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be any, any NFL player with a big beard coming out of his chin strap. I don't do like think? that look. I don't like that look. It's mainly all linemen and D-line. It's mainly all linemen. D-linemen don't seem to do the beard thing. It's mainly yeah. offensive linemen who spent the childhood shooting things uh, that have the beards going on, who like to keep yeah. it country. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, not in, I'm not into the beards coming out the old chin strap. It looks awful. It really, really does. So you don't want to kiss an NFL player with a beard. That's basically what you're saying. No, not a chance. Anyone a clean shaven, I'm fine. But not the beard <laughs> thing. Not a chance. <laughs> right, two-minute warning, Darren. Are you ready? Yes. Right, here we go. That's the two-minute warning. Christmas is upon us. It's the season of goodwill, giving and goodwill to all men. Blah-de-blah-de-blah. 
what would be your ultimate NFL Christmas gift? Obviously, Mrs. F went the extra yard and took me to Chicago for my birthday. I'll tell you what I'd like, if I could get it, a helmet signed by the, the whole of the 85 Bears team. Wow. They're, they're, my, they're, they're my iconic NFL team. Wow. So it would be that. I'd like one of them. That's pretty darn good. What about, well, yeah, what about you? Standard, every year, two tickets to the Super Bowl. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, we're going to go, aren't we? You and I this year. Yeah, but it's not been confirmed that we've got two tickets, but no, <laughs> Father no, Christmas no. Uh, is watching or listening, or if Father Christmas is <laughs> subscribed and he's reviewing, then yes, please, two tickets to Minnesota to watch the big game. I'm not bothered who's going to play. I've got to fit this into the two-minute warning because I promise you at the top of the programme, who are the greatest defences in the history of the NFL, Vernon K? You would say, surely, Steel Curtain, Purple People Eaters, 2,000 Ravens, 85 Bears. Am I missing anybody there? I don't think you are. Historically, I don't think you are. They're the greatest units, aren't they, in the history of the NFL? Yeah. One thing they never did. Lead the NFL in scoring defence, takeaways and sacks in the same season. <gasps> I know what you're going to say. The Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars are going to do that this year. How amazing Our is that? Jacksonville Jaguars. Our Jacksonville They're Jaguars. They're going to do something that none of those defences managed to do. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. And do you know so what? When... There was a great quote from Blake. I know what two minutes is up. Second week in a row that the two-minute one has gone on for longer. It's the first Blake time you've Bortles, let me speak as well. <laughs> I know. Blake Bortles came out this week and he said, you know what? If people think I'm trash, then right now I am happy with the way I'm playing. If I'm playing trash and we're in the playoffs and we're as good as yeah. we are, I'm happy with trash. But anyone out there who wonders whether Jacksonville are for real... Just bear that in mind. That defence is going to do something this year that no unit in the history of the league has done since 1970. That's insane. Amazing. They well, are think, real. They're I genuine. I think on that They're... positive note with our Jacksonville Jaguars, I think that's where we'll, we'll bring two-minute warning to a, to a close, Darren. I agree. I agree. That's a classic. So good luck to everyone in the playoffs. Uh, and, and listen, thank you once again for subscribing and reviewing. We really appreciate it. We hope you enjoy this. So get involved on our Twitter, uh, at The Fumble. That's where we are. Remember, if you want to, and you can do, play DraftKings Fancy Football. I know there's a few weeks left in the NFL season, and it's a lot of fun. We have been a Shooting Shark production. On behalf of myself and on behalf of Darren, we wish you all the very best over the festive season going into the new year, and we will see you over the next few weeks. Merry Christmas. Have a great Christmas, everybody. We'll speak to you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.